crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This is the Recapic Podcast. This is the Recapic Podcast. It is. We are back here. Thank you guys, everybody, for hanging out and listening to us. We've got a different episode today. We've got a couple firsts for us. This is a uh, first having guests in the studio in the new uh, in the, the new studio, the new mountain studio in mm-hmm. McCall, um, and it's also going to be the first that we do not have our lovely Jody on the <laughs> podcast. Yes, we're missing you, Jody. Which could be good or bad. We'll see how we see how it goes. I mean, it may be one of the most exciting things that we've ever done. It could be one of the most sad and depressing things we've ever done. <laughs> but uh, we didn't have enough microphones, nor did we have time to get him on here. So, uh, no, it's great. Um, Super excited today. We've got uh, Josh at Cell Devers here with us. I'm going to, um, and obviously the girl boss is here. Mm-hmm. You can't um, get rid of me like you did, Jody. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Nope. And uh, I'm T Brown, obviously. And uh, we're going to, we got got kind of a fun podcast. I want to talk about, you know, everybody hears uh, Heather and I talk about being uh, married and in a business together and that we do, you know, how, how that works. And we bring that up quite a bit during the podcast, but kind of fun. Um, where Cell and Josh are one, first of all, let me back up. Cell, I think has been made many of comments on the podcast already. She's okay. been called out and got shout outs cause she's our number one fan. Uh, she's fan. been super fans. She listens to all the podcasts. She's been with us in the beginning. Every time she comments on something on one of her social medias, we get a, a spike in, in uh, downloads because everyone loves Cell, listens to her, and says if she listens to it, it must be cool. So <laughs> super cool to have the opportunity for uh, them to be on the podcast with us. And uh, But anyway, it's kind of in a unique situation where, um, you know, married couple, both uh, superstars in business and uh, working their own a business and then sell works outside the business as well. So um, want to really kind of discuss like how that works and the different things that we bring in and out, you know, stuff that you can bring to each other. So that's what we're going to go with. But anyways, want to do an introduction. So if you guys want to just kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit, maybe even how you uh, were lucky enough to land this stud. Awesome. Um, so, Seldomers, uh, I actually work for a company called Floor and Home. I'm their marketing and product planner. For the last two years, I was running their sales department, just recently transferred into the marketing world. Um, Josh and I met in 2010 um, in October. He was wearing shorts. We were at a party, and I made fun of him, and then he never could get rid of <laughs> me since then. History. <laughs> yeah, no jacket and shorts, and I thought he was just, like, the most charming guy ever for that. So, um, yeah, so... Met Josh and we've been together for almost, well, we just hit 13 years. Yep. So yep. been married for 10 years next year. Um, so I actually, um, like you had mentioned, Josh owns a business and I'll let him explain that a little bit. I work outside the business. So I am not involved in the day-to-day um, with Josh at all. Um, he runs a very successful business that I'll be very honest, I have nothing to do with um mm-hmm. other than just being the supportive wife so i'll let him introduce himself and talk a little bit about his business yeah that's awesome and i, I would definitely uh, agree with that and uh my name's josh Schmers. i own a commercial lawn care company in spokane washington uh started the the business in 2006 puts a puts a date on me but uh <laughs> I've been, been at it for a while and uh try not to fuck it up because i don't know anything else so <laughs> I, I figure I, I better stick this out but uh uh, business is something I'm very, very passionate about. And, um, it's something that, you know, coming back once again, never done anything else. And, um, it, it's just something I, I have a very, um, 
a big drive. I think you, you and I were talking about a little bit earlier, just, uh, wake up in the morning and, and want to be better than I was yesterday. And so, um, Cell and I, we, we definitely push each other. We, we don't really cross that, that line. I would say hardly at all with us, uh, being in each other's, um, business worlds, you know, we're, we're both very, um, career driven people and, um, both are, are, are very hungry to, to be successful and, and, uh, do well, but I, I think that's one thing that I, I really enjoy in our marriage is that we can both work our asses off, um, put in long, hard days, and and come home and and not talk about work or um, you know and, and enjoy the weekends and not talk work. But we're, but we're also there for each other if if uh, if we need each other for something where we have had those shitty days where it's like um, let's sit down and, and yeah. conversate for a little bit and. Um, employees. I mean, I, I have a business with about 30 employees. So, you know, that's my day to day. I'm, I'm not super involved in my business operations, but I, I go into my office every day thinking, how can I have the best possible team? And, and that's, that's what drives me. That's what keeps me hungry. Um, it's, it's not as much Mrs. Jones, I think at the stage of the business that I'm at now, but it's, it's, it's my team and, and that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah, I think the you know probably the biggest thing I I've mean, there's been a bunch of stuff we've talked about um you know off off air here that has just been totally hit home with me is the, your belief and the whole idea of uh, everything from the sales side that people have heard on the podcast where I talk about not being a salesman being an educator you know that was something you brought up before I ever even said that mm-hmm. um, but the interesting thing too is like you said the the business you're growing I think that's unique versus some of the guests we've had on is you're to that next level where you've you've kind of grown the business to a point where you know yeah you've got the, the you know gone from the you know you know, you talk about like a chuck in the truck kind of yeah. like slow, smaller operation to, you know, where you, you are having to be more involved in the day to day that now you are consciously, you know, making yourself step out of that and be more of the manager of the business, the guy in the office yep. doing the things to make sure that the company runs, the culture is correct, stuff like that. And I think that's something that we have a lot of people listening that are, are trying to get to that level, myself included. I mean, you and I talked about it. Like, I feel like I, I'm can't I I'm having trouble getting there because I'm sitting in a situation where I get myself pulled back to the job site and I'm doing hands-on stuff where I need to be in the office and and that's where scaling a business is really really hard for a lot of people is is there's always that like well if something gets fucked up I'm going to go do it myself yep. well you got to have the right people in place to do that so you're kind of you know and I've heard you say building an empire that's that's what we all want right we want to get to that point mm-hmm. where we're building that empire and doing that and so I that's what I really respect about the conversations that we've had about it and and you know heather and i are constantly battling with this concept because <laughs> we're sitting here trying to figure out like where we draw the line and uh, how much activity we have in the business it's the work on the business or in the business kind of concept Absolutely. heather's good at bringing that up and talking about are we working on the business or in the business yeah. um well i loved earlier um we were talking about like while we were making breakfast we were talking about you know when you guys were first dating and how he would con you into, you know, coming and oh, helping yeah. him. Yep. So oh, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Cause that was a funny story. Yeah. So, um, for me when, you know, that was a, you know, that attracted to me to Josh because he was so goal oriented and I knew that he wanted bigger and better out of life. I knew I wanted bigger and better out of life. And so, you know, when we first met, he, it was him and a few guys, but you know, he owned his own business and we didn't have, you know, for a long time, we didn't have weekends off. We didn't have, Memorial Day, um, 4th of July, we worked. And by work, I mean, 
I didn't own my own business, but I was out supporting him. We were doing a lot of lawn care work on the weekends to, to grow that business. And I saw the long-term, you know, goal and what we, what his drive was. So yeah, for, for a long time in the beginning parts of our relationship, I was helping him on the weekends to grow. Um, bought, and it bought into his dream. Absolutely. Absolutely. It became your dream together. And, and that's the one thing that we talk about is the supportiveness, right? So, you know, I've always supported that dream. It's our dream. It's his business. I support him on that but I have my own thing that I do and my own drive and I my own independence and so we talk about you know we have talked about in the in the past like me getting involved in the business and I just think that for us as a couple it's healthier for me not to be involved in that business but I see that drive I see what he's wanting for his company I'm a very big company person I I bleed for the company that I work for I see the owners of my company their drive their vision to grow that business and so for me I'm like how can I be a good employee and help grow that business and I and I watch him day in and day out and what he's doing what he needs so that he can be the one out there you know in the office mm-hmm. you know expanding the business and so that's where I as a manager as a director in my company I feed off of that and I'm like okay I I, I see it I'm bought in let's grow this and and do it together mm-hmm. right, yeah absolutely and and, and coming back to, you know, our, our work ethic and whatnot, but you have been, you bust your ass um, since the day I met you. You've been a very, very hard worker, and, and that's something that's meant so much to me as, as I think from the day we met to today. We, you know, we might not work together, but um, we, we definitely share a passion, and, mm-hmm. and you are one of the hardest working people I've ever met in any job that I've seen, seen you at from the day that we met, uh, you know, you, you and I were chatting about it earlier. It's like sells the kind of person where it's like, uh, I'm going to start out sweeping and, and, <laughs> and a year from now I'll own the muck. I love that. And I think when I started my company, did I, you know, when I was 16 and I started my company, did I think that I'd, you know, want to scale a $20 million service company? I, I definitely didn't, you know, I, I just thought, I knew I wasn't cut out for the college. I knew that wasn't my thing. I, I needed to get myself through high school and, um, you know, see where things went from there. But I, I just knew that I had a drive to to do something. And, um, you know, as my business has grown and as I, I think as I kind of get into each chapter of um, my my company, I should say, I, I, I find myself very passionate for business, meeting people, learning um, you know, that, that's what I love right now is, is, is just the, the, the business part of it is as goofy as it sounds. It's like, how can I take it to the next level? How can I scale out a team? How can I, um, move the needle to, to what's next? And, and that's, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is, 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 is the business side of things. What do you think? And you and I've talked a little bit about it and we honestly haven't got really into it, but I bring up the con, the, um, you know, you talk about how you're involved in these groups. We talk, we've mm-hmm. definitely mentioned more than once surrounding yourself with good people. The mm-hmm. one thing it sounds like you're really active with, like other networking groups, other group, uh, you know, organizations. Yep. You know, you've got trips that you're going on, people you get together within your network yep. and stuff. Um, and you've, you know, just in our conversation, you've mentioned multiple times, oh, the guy in my network that is worth way more than me. He's way smarter than yeah. me. Yep. You know, very much the concept we've talked about on the, you know, we 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 call it the uh, recap bingo. There's things we talk about on almost every podcast. 
one of them is surrounding yourself with people, good people, not being the smartest guy in the room. But tell us a little bit about um, the organizations that you're a part of and and what you get out of them as far as like this, these groups where you go and meet with other, and it sounds like yours are even pretty specialized in the way of like industry specific specific where like Heather's part of Arate uh, with Andy Frizzella and and Ed Milet. And and she gets a ton out of that with just, and that's just business owners all over the world. Like we've met people that are, you know, cattle ranchers to, uh, you know, to, to automotive detailing and barber salons, everything. Right. But yours, I think it interests me that it's like yours is very specific. You've got very successful people, even with dialed in closer, even within your industry. In my wheelhouse. Yep. In in my industry. And I, and I've done both. I, I think, you know, going back to my, um, my youth, you know, I, I, I was always in sports. And so, you know, when you, when you're, I played hockey my whole life and you always have a coach, you know, so, um, you know, the best athletes in the world, they all have coaches, you know? Yeah. And so, um, that, that was something, you know, I take it back to athletics. It was like, I, I liked being coached. I always liked having somebody that could get me to that next level. You know, was it, was it putting the, the puck in the net more often? Cause the coach, you know, showed me a, a, a new move or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I always liked that. And then when I, when I started getting into business, I think maybe after the first, you know, several years being in business, I, um, I, I was just yearning for like, learning, you know, and, and so I started out and, um, in a networking group that was similar to what you were just describing where it was, um, you know, we had, honestly, there was a lot of, uh, builders in it for, for whatever reason, (laughs) but there was a lot of, um, builders, there was some service companies, there was, I think uh, there was a dentist. I mean, it was all over the mm-hmm. road and it, it really kind of opened up my eyes that business is business, you know? So I, I think being in that group, it was kind of cool to see that we all, you know, the, the dentist and the home builder and the lawn care guy, you know, we all shared similar things and, and we could talk shop, but, um, fast forward the, the tape a couple years and, and I found a, an industry specific for my industry. Uh, we call it the green industry, lawn care, landscaping, that kind of thing. And so I found a, um, a group that I think it was about 20 of us or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it was a networking group. It was a coaching group. We had mentors and, and I'm still in it now, but, um, it, it was just an opportunity for me to surround myself with people. Some of them were much, much bigger and much more successful than I ever was or at that time. And, um, it, it just being with those people and, um, learning and bouncing ideas off of each other and 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 this group was all over the the country so it it was interesting to see different markets and um you know different ways of doing things but at the end of the day um you know just being with those people and and bouncing ideas off of each other and and then kind of you know now i i also have a a business coach that i work with in, in spokane as well that i get together with every week and um, same type of thing, you know, someone that can kind of hold me to the grill and hold me accountable. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we're talking KPIs and we're, we're talking numbers and, uh, recruiting and, you know, it's in his name's Kenny. He's like, he'll, he'll put his foot up my ass if I, if yes. I show up there and, <laughs> yes, he will. uh, you know, unprepared or, or, or slacked off or I have homework. But, uh, I, I, at the end of the day, I love being coached. I love, um, coaching. I mean, I, I told you guys this weekend, I, I taught ski school for a lot of years. Um, I used to race motocross and I'd, I'd spend some weekends at the track doing some coaching and that kind of thing. So I, I like giving back as well. And I think that's why I've really enjoyed 
um, you know, being in some of these groups, if I can help somebody and they can help me, we're, we're all in the weeds together. And so I, you know, I, I want to give back as much as I'm able to, um, take, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's something that the day that I quit learning is the day that I'm dead. And that's what's most important. And I think for you too, with the, with the whole coaching thing, when, um, when he became a part of this group, a light switch went off with him and his business. I mean, it went from, it was night and day. And so when he first started joining these groups and I was trying, I was understanding what they were doing. I mean, these people push him to take the risk. They also tell him when not to take the risk. He can call anybody from across the country. They've become some of his closest friends. Absolutely. And, you know, I've got to know them just going on trips. They're amazing people. But it's nice to have that group to surround yourself with. And I I always talk to him about that's my that's my IHBA. That's my NIBCA family. That's the family that I have that are business owners that I can call and talk to about different business aspects. You're making lifelong friends with some of these groups, but if you don't surround yourself with those people, you're never, you're not growing and you're not learning. And so you're pretty much just stagnant at that point. And I never want to be that in my life and neither does he. Oh, and I think that's a good segue into talking about, you know, I want to talk on your organizational uh, connections. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talk a lot about, um, we've talked on this show, how um, Heather's been a local president in the, our local building association. Um, she's actually kind of going to be the 2024 uh builder uh, state president um so she's she's in the chairs there so being active uh, myself i'm uh, our state representative for the nahb at the national level so we're all involved in in that association and we i think we utilize that association like like josh does the the networking group we bounce ideas obviously you know that's kind of our our group that's, even our, though, that's our industry specific that's group. our industry yeah, specific yeah. group yes. but even though we're not really there to network we're there to you know grow the industry as much but we do utilize it i mean you guys are here came to town spent the weekend with us and hung out and and it's all because of we met through the billing association but yeah. tell us a little bit back up and tell us how you got involved um and what your role is now and what your role is going to be sure so i got involved in 2014 josh and i had just got married and I just came to one of the NIBCA GMMs. I was invited by a builder and um, instantly hit it off with the crew. I mean, and if you know NIBCA people, which I know you've talked about them, like it's the best association in the state, in my opinion. It's pretty, I, <laughs> it's a being cool a part group. of another association, I almost still just have to agree. It's I mean, a, we, we all strive to be the North Idaho Building Contractor yeah, Association. It's, it's so a yeah. really cool group. So, um, and, you know, Angela Erickson, bless her heart, but she said, you know, it's just a couple hours a month, you know, volunteering. And, uh, <laughs> We've yeah, all heard that. It's one meeting a month, right? And then here you are, many, many hours a month. But, um, No, so, you know, I I just hopped on a committee and I'm a doer. And so, you know, give me something to do. And then I saw, you know, I was on a committee and then I saw the the committee chair and I'm like, I want to be a committee chair one day. So then I become a committee chair. Um, jumped on the board in 2015 and um, just recently hit my life director um, last year. So I'm officially a life director. Um, I was the associate vice president of our local and I started our local um, young professionals as well. Um, and then last year was approached to um, hop on and come through the chairs. So I, I don't know how it is at the local, the, the Boise, but um, it's very rare for an associate because I am not a builder. I'm not a home builder um, to go up through the chairs to become president. So um, it's very rare. It's not it's not even allowed at our association necessarily. So, I mean, it says a lot to um, you mentioned Angela Erickson. Angela is the only other uh, other. associate, which 
to just for people in case I haven't explained it. So in the building association, there's two types of members you can be. You're either a builder member, which means you're a builder, which is pretty self hopefully you guys got that. And then an associate <laughs> member, which means basically you're a non builder member, meaning you usually are selling or providing services to the builders. In the National Association, as well as our state organization, it's about a two-thirds membership of associates. So associates actually make up 66% of the membership, and builders are 33, which I always think is kind of funny because it's the Builders Association, but we make up more. I'm an associate member. Uh, Heather is a a builder member, um, but the associate members are, even though we make up 66%, the association, um, for the most part, even from a national level, really cater to the builders. So... Mm -hmm. Um, to have an associate get to move up is very, I mean, that's very high regarded. That basically says how good you are, that they made an exception to the rule to want you in there and, and uh, following in Angela's footsteps, doing the same thing. Right. She's made her tracks all the way to national. I'm actually following Angela at the national level in my position now. She used to be the Idaho representative at national. I'm now the Idaho. So we both followed Angela that, but I mean, to just be brought up in that same uh, name with Angela also to be brought up to where the association made an, a special exception to want you in mm-hmm. as a president is just a huge compliment to yeah. the work you do. So it was a huge honor for sure. Definitely a huge honor. Um, be the third woman president in, uh, in IBCA. So Sean and Angela, um, you know, shout out to Angela. She hates that I call her this, but she's definitely been a huge mentor to me. Um, specifically with an NHB and IBCA, IHBA, um, you know, she's, she's a smart woman. Um, and she's done very well. And so, um, she's not real good at riding scooters, but not real good at riding scooters <laughs> and, and be careful if she's carrying tea around you, it kind of gets sketch, but, but she's awesome. So, um, so I will be president in 2025, um, with, with the NIBCA. So it's just a group that I really, um, clung onto and I wanted to, you know, I love, um, the advocacy behind it. I think that what they're doing up there and on a, on a state level and on a national level, I stand for it. Um, I think it's my one way of giving back to the industry that has supported me for most of my adult life and um, lifelong friendships, right? And like what we talked about, surrounding yourself with good people. And if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I do with NIVCA. I'm looking forward to the next few years. And, um, you know, Josh is starting to meet more and more of my NIVCA and IHBA family, um, talking about us as a couple and, um, you know, he, we, we do our work trips separately. We Mm -hmm. rarely, if I don't know if we ever have um, gone on work trips together. Um, We vacation together with people that we know, but doing our work trips, um, you know, Monday through Friday, him and I are nose to the ground, just work, 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 work. We enjoy our weekends. We have a lot of fun on the weekends, but we don't talk about work a lot. Um, you know, we do if we have something that we just need to get off our chest or if I need to run something by him, like, hey, I'm in this situation at work. How would you handle this? Um, but for the most part, when it comes to um, our careers, we we just both excel and, and do our own thing, um, but we're very supportive too. So I know a lot of people think it's really weird that we don't come home and spend two hours talking about how was your day and I talk about how my day was and then he goes into his. That's not what we do. You know, we talk no, about... No higher level stuff, things that we need to do at home, things that we're, you know, trips were coming up as a couple. Um, we, we both are very big into working out. And I think that's something that we're very passionate about that we have our own routines. You know, I'm, I'm an early morning person. So I get up earlier than him. I get my workout in, I go to work. He is a workout after, after work person. So he does his workouts in the evening. And so by the time we get home, it's six 30, I've got dinner ready. We're going to talk a little bit and 
that's pretty much it, right? So we're not. I love that. I love I, that. Oh, I respect the shit out of it. And that's why, why we wanted to yes. have you on because we are the opposite in that way. And we are forcing ourselves to be more like you. Yeah, so, so we, th- this year uh, we started, and I think it's more me. I think I have the bigger issue with it because I, my brain does not stop. Yeah. Yep. So I have a hard time sleeping through the night. I get up a lot of times, three o'clock in the morning. I will come up to the office and I'll start working because I don't want to toss and turn in bed and wake him up. So I'll come up here, but there's a lot of times where we're, we're, we work together. We're with each other all the time and we will just continue to just, work. Just never shut off. Just never shut it off. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this year, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. If it's after 7, I can't ask you a business question. I can't ask you what is going on at a job site that he's running and I'm not there. And it's, well, it's funny because we've said, uh, I, I, we'll start to, we're like, oh, I, oh, never mind. Hold never on. mind. I'll ask you tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, and we literally, I, I make a note in my phone. I, te- <laughs> I text myself or I email myself the question. Like, yep. and yep. I'll just, I'll just send an email. I'll just send myself an email. They'll say, you know, what time, you know, when are the sheet rockers getting to law for a job you know whatever like i'll send it yeah. because i know i don't we're trying to stick to that because that's i respect that so much because you know that's why your guys relationship is so healthy is because you guys can you know we we've you know everybody talks about like uh you we know sex well and money together. is everybody's <laughs> argument we don't have that problem uh ours is too much work stuff mm-hmm. if, if we get at each other a little bit and we have any kind of disagreement or any grind in our relationship we can usually put it right back to something work related because we're yep. we pushed it too far yeah. and so the fact you guys are doing that is like that's another reason like i said when i, I want to have you guys you know sitting here and hanging out with you for the weekend and like all right we're gonna get a podcast in and i want to talk about that because i think a lot of a lot of people whether you're in the working in the business together or working outside the business and but you guys are you know both driven I think people, you're a rarity, which is awesome, but I think it's super healthy that you guys do it that way. We hear that. We're unicorns. Yeah. We're we're unicorns. Yeah, we're unicorns. We hear that all the time from everybody, you know. Um, Speaking of his academy friends, you know, when we go on vacation with them, a lot of the wives, it's a husband-wife team, right? And I'm, I'm not, so they're talking about business, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, Oh wow, that's awesome! I can't. I didn't know you were doing that, babe. Nice job. You know, <laughs> <laughs> who's this guy? Yeah. But but it's just um, it's just very healthy for us. I don't know. We've we've always been that way too. It's not something that you know we we learned our lesson because we started talking about work that's too true. much. And it, we've just yeah. always been that way. And it, I don't know. It works for us. I, I think for me too. If I you know we're, we both work long long hard days, and it's like when I when I work a ten hour day and. And I get home at 6.30, like you mentioned, that the last thing in the world I want to do is is sit there and talk about work for two hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, I do need just that that couple hours. You know, as you mentioned, we we, we have our routines. We're usually in bed by 9 o'clock. And, you know, she's waking up. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's getting up super early. I am as well. But it's like, I need at least just a couple hours to just, uh, rather we're talking about wins or struggles or whatever. It's like, I just need to mentally check out mm-hmm. for a couple yeah. hours and so I, I don't want to come home especially if I've had a shitty day you know and come home and and talk about it for the next continue it continuation there's even times where we we come home and like uh, you know one of us can feel that the other one's just had that day and we may we talk but we may not talk a lot right it might be right. one of those things where we are literally just shutting it off because you know employees sales um networking you you have so much going on during the day that sometimes you just have to come home and just like turn, turn it, it off, off. Turn, yep. turn it off and yep. but you know him and I like I said we cherish our weekends so you know Friday night to Sunday night we 
we go do fun things. We love to boat in the summer and the winter. We like to ski, but we're not talking about work. We're out having fun. We're enjoying, you know, living your life, we're living yeah. your life, reaping right? the benefits mm-hmm. of working so hard. Absolutely. Yep. Work hard, play hard. Yep. I will say something that we do and, and we're not as consistent at this, but we do it quite often is every Sunday we'll take a walk. Usually um, Sunday afternoons, we like to go for a three, four, five mile walk. And we may, t- we talk about what we have going on through the week. Yep. So, you know, like, I've got an NIBCA meeting on Wednesday. I'm not yeah. going to be home till seven and he's got this going on and he's not going to be home or I'm going to be out of town, you know, because we have five locations in Eastern Washington. So there's a lot of times I'm traveling down to Tri-Cities or Walla Walla. I'm spending the night. I won't be home till Thursday. I've got this prepared for you. I do all the cooking in, in our relationship. So I'll get all the cooking done. I'm like, I've got this laid out for you. Um, but we work really well as a team. And so it's about communication as well. So a lot of people, we don't talk about work, but we communicate really well together. And I think communication is a, is a big key in every relationship and what, what we have, it, it's, it works pretty dang well. I think we're going to have to change. Right. We're going to have to put a title on here. I've always said that we're a sales marketing and uh, now our business podcast. Yeah. We're now a marriage counseling mm-hmm. podcast too. Yep. We can add, I can add a tag to our uh, search yep. engine. Yeah, so we, we know, we know we're in the <laughs> counseling. What I love is, and this is more bingo words for, you know, the, the wreak havoc bingo board, but like entrepreneur and entrepreneur. Yeah. hundred like percent. Like the yeah. best examples in, you know, of, because like, like you said, you bleed for your company. Yeah. And and obviously, you know, you're highly invested in yours as being the entrepreneur. But it's so cool to see that because that's something that's... I, when I was an employee, I was the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, I always was like, okay, how can I go above and beyond? How can I do yeah. my job better? How can I excel? Because I didn't... You know, I started here and I want to be yep. up here. Yeah. Yep. Move through it. Well, and I think it's... Uh, that's, that's probably... I mean, there's so many things. We could... This could be a two-hour podcast if we're not careful. But we... I think, you know, we, we've talked about so much this weekend, just hanging out and getting to, to hang with you guys. And, and we talked about everything from, you know, affordable housing and, and probably like, you know, raising the level of people to get afford to, to make the houses that are available, able to be bought, not trying to bring the price of the houses down to what people can do, you know, are doing. And entrepreneurship, I think, is probably one of the biggest, um, you know, issues we have in the world today. If you want, if you want to afford a house, be an entrepreneur, like go to work and act like that's your business when you're working for somebody else and treat it like that. And you're great at that. And I think that's why you're successful at it. And, and Josh and I talked about when you're good at a, you're good at that. You can, that translates to anywhere you go. So like, you know, something happens with this company and you go, you have that same work ethic at another company, you're going to make six figures and you're going to be able to afford a house. You're going to be able to have nice things. You're going to be able to do things. You just, our problem is, is a lot of people in society are not doing that. They go there to work a job. They go to check out, they go to, punch in at seven, check out at four and don't call me, don't talk to me, don't do anything, you know, and then do the same thing every day where you're, you're so invested in stuff into what you're doing. And that entrepreneurship is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really cool to hear. And, and I, like I said, I think there's that visibility. It's like, you guys say like, Oh man, we're not talking about it, but you still have to communicate something about your week. Like I love the fact that you guys have it set up kind of on a Sunday where it's just a set thing. And we, we try to have more and more meetings like that. Um, we we do it probably more so through technology now, like where we put things, we're 
we're trying to make sure we put things on a calendar. So it's like, did you look at the calendar? Yep. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have to be in pine on this day or I have to do this or I expected you to do this or we have a conference call with somebody with a client, mm-hmm. you know? So we try to do that. Um, I love the idea of like just doing a walk and talking about though, because then that way my, here's my problem as that Heather was probably laughing about because I can't remember what I was supposed to get at the grocery store 20 minutes after I leave the house. Mm-hmm. So the chances of me remembering on Wednesday that we had something to do on Thursday, <laughs> I told you on Sunday, I'd be like, fuck, I don't even remember what I was supposed to do today. Like, so probably means you guys have better memories than I do, but, uh, so, but we rely on technology, but, um, kind of pivoting to another topic that I think you guys both talked about and we've all talked about off, off the mic was you're very involved in the young professionals. Mm-hmm. I think we all agree that there's good and bad to be said. We need more young people coming into our industries and into our businesses. That's really where the, the secret sauce is. Like if we can get these young people into our business that we can cultivate into a good employee, into an entrepreneur, hopefully. Um, and we're all struggling with it. Like we, we, yep. we all know it's important and we all know it sucks right now, like to try to get that. So you've done a really good job at the state level, at the local level and everything with the young professionals, which is basically in the building industry is, is a very, at the, even at the national level, it's very, um, hot topic is, um, is they call them YP, the YP groups, young professionals, getting young people into our industry. Tell me a little bit about how that's going for you. Cause I know you guys are one of the more successful YP groups in the, in the state, how that's going, what you're seeing as far as, um, participation mm-hmm. in that. And then I kind of want to talk to you, you know, ask you about what you think with young people, you know, as you're hiring people, what you're seeing and stuff too. Sure. So our young professionals group started in 2019. Um, Alan Dykes was president. He wanted to, you know, this was a big national push. So um, the way we started ours is so different. Basically, I just um, asked a builder for uh, a sponsorship. I said, I need 250 bucks. Can you sponsor our first one? And we met at a brewery and I just said, come, come join this group. We meet at three 30. So we're a little earlier in the day because a lot of young professionals have young kids. So they need to be home and able to go get the kid from daycare or school, whatever. And it's just an hour and it's just, it's a networking group. It's grown and evolved a little bit. Um, Justin is our um, young professionals uh, committee chair now. And um, so he's, he's evolved a little bit. They're doing it at different locations. It's really cool to see that grow, you know, to kind of watch, in my opinion, like my baby just kind of keep, keep growing. And, and one day I will age out of it. It's not anytime soon. Nobody worry, but one, (laughs) one day I will age out of that young professionals group. But, um, and and it's just, it's just the way they uh, describe it at national. It's like, you know, you get invited to a pool party, right? And all the cool kids are in the deep end because they know they know each other and they're they're just all hanging out over there next to the bar next to the deep end and when young professionals come in they're like who what group do I belong to where do I get started how do I get a drink and so the young professionals hang out in the shallow end of the pool and they invite them in to get their you know their feet wet and just kind of get used to that water before just pushing them off the ledge into the deep end and, and them getting so involved so it's a really good way to just get people to come learn about the organization and then figure out where they belong whether it's on our education committee who, who does a phenomenal job you know if somebody's really passionate about the education part of it over there whether it's getting involved with our nib pack if they're there for the advocacy piece of it so it's just kind of figuring out where they're going to fit best because, you know, you hear the word retention all the time and it's, it's retaining those members and keep keeping them active in the association. So, um, and IBCA was just, uh, awarded. We are one of, I believe it's 11, um, local associations that, um, 
um, we're getting basically a discounted um, membership fee um, so that young professionals can join for their first year for $75. Because the other thing is, as you guys are aware, it costs, you know, upwards four or five, six hundred dollars to join this local association. And the first question is, well, what am I going to get from it? So for $75, it's a little less intimidating to join the association. But once you get them hooked, you know, they're going to stay, you know, they're going to be coming back. So um, I really love the young professionals group. Like I said, it's just that way of getting people, you know, with millennials and the the younger generation, the other thing is, if you don't give them something to do, they're not going to come back, right? So if you don't give them a purpose, because we all want to feel special, and we want people to know that we have a purpose, and we're, you know, this is what I'm doing. And so um, it's just, it's just a really cool way to get them involved. Um, We're seeing um, a lot more uh, young professionals on our board, you know, Levi was a, a, a part of the inaugural young professionals, he was our just, he's our local president, myself, um, Jake Yates, who's on our board, Ashley, uh, all these young professionals are starting to get more and more involved. Amy, Amy Pace is our associate VP. And so we're looking back at 2019 and all these young professionals that were part of that first inaugural group and we make up a majority of the board now. That's amazing, right? So we're seeing, you know, we still need, you know, seasoned veterans in there and guiding the way. But um, if we don't have the younger generation coming up and filling these voids, what are we going to have? Well, and I think you guys have seen, like, you guys have hit it on the head, and we're trying to copy that. I think they're doing a good job at our local, too, and I know yeah. multiple locals in the state are doing it. And, and and just speaking to someone that goes to the national meetings, a lot of the nationals, too, are trying to follow suit. It's all about you guys have figured out that, you know, like you said, going to a brewery mm-hmm. is going to get people there. Like maybe if I'm trying to get a bunch of 70 year old builders in the room, it's probably not the brewery that's going to get them there. It's going to, you know, we're going to have a meeting, you know, somewhere or something. It, so I think having that, that awareness that like, okay, we're going to make this fun, make it something. I love the analogy of the shallow end because that's one of the things that we, um, really chafes my ass in the industry is where we get a lot. They go, well, we have all these memberships. I go, well, we're still struggling to get people involved. Like it's the same six goddamn people that are doing every committee, Mm -hmm. everything and being involved. And so getting the young professionals in and letting them kind of learn a little bit about what each thing does. They may, everyone's going to have a different passion. One of them wants to do, like I said, education. Somebody's really into sales and social media. One person, maybe the political side is really big. I mean, you and I both push the bill, the bill, the political side quite a bit. And all of us are on the, on the political action committee stuff, but like, being able to teach them that like so that they know like we're not just chucking them into the deep end it's like hey this is kind of some cool stuff and doing it in a cool way that we're getting it across in the right way which i don't think we've done in the past mm-hmm. well, yeah because so it can be good. it can be super overwhelming you walk in there and like you said in the deep end are all these people that have known each other for so long and have been in the industry and you're trying to figure yeah. out where do you fit back yourself into a corner intimidated and they're like no like this isn't for me or whatever and then you're like no like there's there's there is a place for you like you said giving them a purpose and letting them figure out what that purpose is gets them like tied into it because then there's there's that um aspect that they're like I really want this like, yeah, and protecting your industry and everything. Well, and going back to, you know, Angela Erickson again, but my first meeting, I just chance happened to meet her right when I walked in the door. Right. And she just took me under her wing and said, here's where you need to go. This is, you would be great on this committee. What's your passion, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what the young professional, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a, a lot of hers, you know, like, oh, it's only one or two hours a, a month. You should get involved on this committee. And before you know it, they're on the board. Um, we also, um, the company that I work for, we're, we're part of um, a co-op. And so we have our convention in, in January and they also have a 40 
uh, an, an under 40 group, right? And so they call it the next 40. And so that's, that's really cool. A lot of different associations, networking groups, they're coming out with these because we're just trying to capture that market of getting the younger people involved, right? And, um, you know, the tech world has changed everything. Everybody wants to be in the tech industry because, you know, it, it, you can work behind a desk. You don't right. have to work out with your hands or anything Remote like that. Work Remote work from home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we just had an episode about that's dying yeah. and people yeah. are realizing it's not fucking it's working. Not <laughs> it's not fucking working, <laughs> yeah. but they're upset yeah. that it's yeah. not working. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, so it's cool to see these different groups doing it. I think it's something that's going to be super successful. It's very successful at NAHB. Um, I love going to the NAHB uh, YP meeting. Um, we have a really cool big party at um, NAHB. Sorry, no, we like, our our podcast dog is making noise down there. Yeah. I didn't know if she's what she's doing, but she's snoring. She's in her snoring. bed right over there. Is she's that what's picking up on the microphone? Yeah. yeah. Good lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mia. Most everybody knows Mia, the podcast dog. Oh, she's that, that uh, she's she's snoring like <laughs> crazy. But uh, sorry, Mia just screwed up your that's momentum right. there. That's but right. no, I I agree with you, and I think that that's um, we know that we need young people in this industry we can't like i mean we're looking at the numbers and we're talking about an industry that um we are uh like at the national level i get to see a lot of these different numbers with membership and i mean we're talking about an average age in the 60s right now in our industry and that's kind of scary because that's getting in our industry a lot of people are going to start retiring out in their you know mid 60s so we're within a five-year window of maybe losing the majority of our membership um we're lucky because we have had a lot of um uh, increase in female uh, membership. That's been a huge push for us, mm-hmm. which the female average is a lot lower mm-hmm. in the, at least a lot lower in the fifties at least, but we're really trying to get that into the forties. And so I think the YP groups are going to be huge for that. And we need it in our industry. Um, so we're, I'm excited that it's working out the way it is, but you, especially you guys are proving it out. Like where you have board members yeah. that came in as YP and now they've gone so far that they're actually coming in on the board. So that's really cool. But do you guys, Josh and your network stuff, is there, what do you see the age group of like your group that you're in? Or do you think that there is there, do you guys even discuss like ages of people or that you need younger people in your industry? Is it, I mean, we see it in the construction world. What yeah. is it in the green yeah. industry? Yeah, I think it, it's, it's a little bit different scenario for, for me than kind of what you guys are, are talking about here, but um, you know, times have changed and that, and I think I, I might not have a, a super sexy long answer here, but um, th- there's no doubt your industry or mine that things have changed in the last couple of years. Um, and, and I think there's two types of, of business leaders right now. There's the people that are going to sit around and bitch and moan that, you know, the kids don't want to do anything. Nobody wants to work. There's there's those people and there's people that are going to roll up their sleeves and say, we got to fucking figure this out. Mm-hmm. And um, and and that's that's, you know, coming back to my group to kind of answer your question, coming back to my own company. Um, ha- have things changed? Absolutely. But I, I'm 35 years old. I, I've got. 30 years left to go. And it's like, I, I, I can't sit here and bitch about nobody <laughs> wants to work. No, you know, it's like, I need to fucking roll up my sleeves and we're going to find the best group of, of people out there. And my industry can have a little bit of a, uh, a tainted uh, idea. You know, nobody wants their kid to graduate high school or college and join the lawn care industry. You know, <laughs> so yeah, if you do that, you're a fuck up. You know? yeah. and so, um, so, so I've got a little bit of that going on, but, but I think what I think about the, the people that I 
network with, the people I surround myself with, coming back to the the YP type of people that you guys are talking about. There's there's definitely a great group of people out there that that we can surround ourselves with, people that we can meet, and then coming back to more the the local level, more of of my business and stuff. It, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit this weekend. Just um, always, always, always recruiting, always, always looking, always finding, um, good people. And, um, you know, we get involved with our high schools in our market and we, we work with some of the colleges and, um, you know, do some networking and stuff. We're always trying to find people that want to be a part of a great organization and, and our culture and a lot of the different things that we do. We're always, always trying to, um, find rock stars. You and I were chatting about it a little bit earlier about, um, you know, just, you're only as good as, as your team and, you know, mm-hmm. not, not how, but who, and, and those kinds of things. And so that's, um, something once again, you guys have a little bit different thing going on, but, um, at the end of the day, I, I own a service company We're we're a people business and, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, things have changed, but we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. Are you the youngest guy you think in like in your networking group? Are you the youngest? Definitely not. No. Really? And oh, I think cool. it's super cool too. When, cool. I'll, when I'll see people, you know, business owners in my industry that are 22 and it's like, that's badass. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's awesome. I would say it's a younger group of guys that's um, in, in like my coaching group, but. Um, I agree. I think that you're, you, you, no. you don't really have that whole getting the young professionals involved as much because you guys are a younger group. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do also think, you know, it's interesting pivoting a little bit to the whole um, college aspect of it, too. You know, I bless anybody that has a college degree. It's great that you went through the four years, but I don't have a college degree. Josh doesn't have a college degree and we're pretty successful people. And it's just the, the mind, the work ethic. Right. And so it's, I, there's people, there's younger generation that's they're out there too. Um, and I think they just need a little direction on where to go. Um, but I think that there is a lot of hope for the younger generation. And like he said, we hear it a lot, you know, Oh, your, your generation doesn't want to work and we can't get anybody to work. And I don't think that, I think that that's true in a way, but there are people out there that can be very successful and it's just directing them down the right path to, to success right and so um, that's something that in in our business as far as what I do you know with with employees I always try to give them a a path to be successful Mm -hmm. right and you want these people to grow because that's how the business is going to grow as well and I know Josh does a really good job of that you know he recruits people um, and and he puts them on a path to success show them the path yeah and I just think that that's really cool and and it's something that I look up to in in his business and what he has done is showing people the path to success we've always said like I mean I when I talk to you know I mean I've got a 19 year old and his buddies and when I'm talking to them and and they're asking me, well, I mean, should I just actually, I just had this conversation with a, a college graduate that's, that's, uh, you know, everybody that our listeners know, I'm not a huge fan of college degrees. I think that that's in a lot of cases, unless you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, it's kind of a waste of your time. Um, you know, as, as somebody who, who went that route and don't, uh, you know, I, I, like, I don't regret it. I don't, but I don't need it. Um, I'd learned a lot more outside of it, but, um, but there, you know, I tell these guys all the time, I say, you know, you need to have that attitude of when you walk in there, um, you know, if you're going into a lawn care, uh, interview and you walk in there and you say, look, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm here. I want to mow lawns. Um, you know, I'm here to work for you. I'm going to be the best lawnmower you have. And just to be upfront, 
I don't plan on mowing lawns forever. Mm-hmm. I want uh, to be your sales manager. I want to, matter of fact, I want to be your job at some point. Yep. You know, I will hire that guy so much faster if I know they're not just there to do the job I'm hiring them for that they're already thinking about. I'm here to learn a best, as much as I can about this business from behind this mower, but my plan is to be by next year, I want to be out doing estimates, and then the next year I want to be doing this, and I want to be, you know, having a plan that you want to work your way up and be that entrepreneur in the business is the smartest thing you can do whether you're interviewing for a fry cook or a land you know a, a framer or a concrete guy or whatever letting that person you're interviewing with know that you have plans to do more mm-hmm. um we do know that there are guys we had a conversation this morning about a guy that I, I knew years ago that i think i've talked about on this this podcast where you know driving driving lumber truck and he had the opportunity to be a manager and he just looked me in the eye and said yeah i don't want to i just i'm pretty happy just being a a driver and that's what I want to do with my life. And, and I, I respect that. Yep. There's a part of us that, I mean, I wish I could do that sometimes because yep. it would be nice to just be the, the ski bum or the, the bartender in Cabo or the, you know, I mean, it's, you, we all in some ways would strive to be that guy, but we, you know, realistically we're not wired that way. And if you really want to get ahead in this world and, and uh, I was talking with um, a guy that one of the guys that I talked to that just he graduated high school, um, he's looking for a construction job. He has a construction management degree, and, and I told him every interview, man, you know, I, I'm I'm setting him up with some people that I know in the industry, and I'm like, walk in that door and tell them, you know, because he's like, well, they have a job opening, but it's not exactly what I want to be. I want to be a project manager, and I'm like, well, they have an opening for an estimator right now. Well, that's not what I went to college for. I don't give a fuck. Go in there and say, look, I'm taking this job as an estimator. Just to be clear, it's because I want to learn about your business, but my plan is next year I'm going to be your best project manager. I'll be your best estimator, then I'm going to be your best project manager. So so giving people that like idea that you're going to come in and be more than that. I mean, because I I get it. Like people say like they're not going to, you know, you don't want your kid to come out and like, uh, and you know, mow lawns well yeah i'm not hiring guys that want to just mow lawns in most cases i'm not hiring a guy that just wants to be a concrete guy or a a framer i'm hiring the guy that i want to hire the guy that wants to be my supervisor but he knows he has to start there this is how you're going to learn the business Mm -hmm. so i mean that that's what's important to anybody that's listening that's trying to find a job you want to make sure you're getting a good position go in there and tell them that you have an idea to be more Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Well, that's what you think. That's good. I was panning it over you, and then you were just drinking. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking that was, I hadn't heard from you in a while, so I was going to let you talk, and I, then you're no, just I'm still pounding here. water. Yeah, I was thirsty. Well, you said just for the record, I am drinking a cocktail. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's like eight a.m. It's is, it is the morning, but I am drinking a cocktail because I just think it would feel weird to do this podcast. I've done a few of them sober during seventy five hard. Mm-hmm. Just was so weird. It was awkward. So I'm just. I think you're just weird and awkward because I'm just fine with water. Yeah. Well, <laughs> God bless it. At least one of us is sober enough to get us for somewhere. But I have to start letting her run the keep, board. Keep I guess. Shit exciting. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess you're gonna have to run the board at some point. But, uh, no, 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 that's not my job. <laughs> she knows. She knows what she's supposed to do. Here. Exactly. It's not I, run the board. Yeah. No. I, I know my lane, yeah. and I'm gonna stick with my lane and. I'll let you stick with yours. Okay. Well, talking about the young, you know, young people in the business, like talk about, I, th- I think about when I think about it from your side of it is like the drafting company and, and mm-hmm. some of that stuff and being able to take, you know, that's probably the, one of the easier ones to get young people in. To oh, the I business, think so. Right? I think so because it's, it's flexible. It um, like, you know, you can, you can work from home if we need to. Um, but the interesting thing is that there's a lot to understand when you're drawing building plans. You know, you can draw these great, this great floor plan that the homeowner or the, the client loves. And you're like, well, how are we going to put a roof on that? Mm-hmm. Like, 
That's a good point. That's a good point because, like, you talk about bringing in someone young. Well, they don't have the experience of how to build a house because we do deal with that. That is that's why you and I have to review the plans. I mean, we've put that check and balance into our the drafting company that you and I get assigned these plans to go look at them, and then we have to tell them like, really cool plan can't be built. Uh, or, or we're like, we're certain like, things called gravity and science yeah. that are not going to allow that to be built. Yeah. This, uh, but this isn't going to work. But cool idea. But this is how we can make it work. And, you know, we, we get in there and we have a, a phone call with the client. We're like, okay, remember our first conversation? And we were talking about we are only limited by your imagination yeah. and your checkbook. Mm-hmm. Like, I can draw whatever the hell you want me to draw. And, but this may put you over your budget. Yeah. So Sometimes we're also limited by engineering. Yes, that, there's, that there's be, science there's involved science that won't allow you to <laughs> put things places yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But. but, you know, you're going through and you're talking about what's functional and what's not. And we, we have these, you know, 20 somethings in our in our business and and their drawing plans are like, I think this would work really well. And it was so fun. Like I take my drafters and, and we go to the parade of homes and we go and we walk through and they it's so interesting to see the light bulbs yeah. go mm-hmm. off and they're yeah. like. Oh, that's why you say I can't do that. Or on a job site. Like, I mean, we we take them to the job site and we show them, like, the construction behind the sheetrock. Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Like, this is not going to work because, see, this is why, you know, or or just as simple as, like, this is, see this wall? This is a bearing wall. This is, there's all these studs and headers in here. That's a bearing wall, and this one isn't. And so, well, and even take it a step further because our drafting (coughs) company specializes in insulated concrete form construction. So, we are drawing stuff with, you know, that's taking into account the form that we're using, the size of the form we're using, so that we are the most efficient with our materials because each one of those blocks costs money mm-hmm. and there's concrete that goes in them. And every time you cut a block, you're you're throwing money away yeah. or whatever, you know, if you can reuse it. And so our goal was to create plans that uh, reduce waste on our job site. And so I've brought the drafters out and they stack block and they are on the job and they're looking at it and they're like, oh, okay, this is why we're doing it this way because of this. And so it's, it's an interesting um, educational uh, platform there and, and to take them through the business that way. And I think it would be the same whether it was a young person or an, an older person. Like it, there, there's an educational platform there and there's a process and there's a, you know, a reason why we do things the way we do. But bringing people into drafting, like our, our team is very young. Um, which is is a great thing, you know. We, we it's just a lot of that's because it's gone to a computer based type yes. thing. This isn't a guy with a pencil anymore, so it's it's more of that. Well, which and I think it's also brings more, the age down. I think a little bit. It, it's kind of like playing a video game. I think when you're yeah. drawing plans and you're you're rendering it and you're designing it, and we can do so many fun things in these walkthroughs. It's it, like Fortnite. It is. It's like yeah. It, yeah, we need Fortnite kids basically. <laughs> the kids that grew up playing Fortnite. Draw there you go. Yeah. But then I, I think even talking about, you guys were talking about sales and, and education, and, and it's not selling somebody on something. It's the same thing in drafting. We're not selling our clients on a specific floor plan. It's an educational yep, process absolutely. of, okay, tell me a little bit about how you live in your home. What are, what are your goals? What do you, like, what do you do? How, what's your week look like? Mm-hmm. What are your weekends look like? So you're planning the house. Like, you know, our house that we're in, this was designed for a very open concept style living where our all of our kids can come here all of our family can be here and there's there's different areas but like literally like everything is designed around just being a entertaining and and entertaining yep so i think it's the same thing you guys when we were talking i think it was might have been dinner last night we were talking about sales yep yeah and and how it's not 
just selling somebody something. It's yeah. educating. It's educating yeah. them. And it's also, I, I think, you know, in our industry, in the floor covering industry, there's many different products, right? And we sell what our customer needs. And we, we find that out by educating the customer on different products and also listening to what the customer's needs are. You know, if it's a family that's entertaining all the time and they have a pool house in the back, they might need an LVP floor because they're constantly in and out in the moisture, right? And so it's just, it's educating the customer, but it's also educating yourself on what the customer needs. And so there's a, there's a lot that goes into sales. I think another thing that we didn't really hit on yesterday, but follow through is a big thing in sales. And I think that that kind of went to the wayside and with texting, emailing, phone calling. I mean, there's so many different ways to ed- to um, communicate with people now. And so I think follow through is one of those things that we're starting to see more and more become something that you have to educate salespeople on how to do. Um, so I think that's, you know. Well, and even asking your customers how, we, we talked about this, how is the best way to communicate, communicate with you? Yes. I mean, like, do you want me to text you? Do you want to Some people call? don't check their emails like yeah, ever. ever. And then some people respond to a text in seconds and, and some people don't so yeah. much in, in my industry for <laughs> sure but it's like no longer i i built my company with handshakes and and nobody wants that anymore i hate to say it yeah. but you know for in my industry um technology coming back to technology but when mrs jones calls we measure your property we quote you we sell you we do everything over the phone email text like I, nobody when when i tell a client, you know, I can meet you at your house at 4.30 and, you know, Johnny's got soccer lessons and Susie's got ballet and the car needs to be taken in for service and the roof's leaking. They don't, they don't want to set another appointment mm-hmm. on their calendar. I can tell you it's going to be $49 a visit for my service and our trucks in your neighborhood Tuesdays. Great. When can you start? You know, so um, I, I think that in my industry and I'm sure you guys as well, it's, it's, um, things are changing and that's what I just said a few minutes ago, but, but the businesses and the leaders that are, um, at the forefront of those kinds of things, I think are going to be, are going to be winning. Things have changed a lot in the last few years and, um, and, and they're going to continue to do so. Yeah. You have to adapt. To yeah. The new well, yeah you're not yeah. sending, you mentioned like, I'm not sending a paper invoice to anybody and they're nope. sending me a check back or nope. I'm not going to their house to collect $49 every time ago. I mow. Yep. Now <laughs> it's a credit card on file. Yep. We'll bill you as soon as we leave, yep. you know, like as soon yep. as the, the guy loads the mower else and bing, they've got a, a, a ding on their card and it's being, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of changes. It's a there. convenience factor though. Oh, yeah, that is time is money. Yeah, Everyone exactly. It. And it's, and it's not just for the business owner or somebody that, you know, works a nine to five it's the convenience because we do have so much going on in our yep. lives yeah yep. and we you know it's like i order my groceries online i don't step in i don't go right. to the grocery Which store anymore they, de- they, de- yeah, they deliver to my home and mm. i and you know i just save myself two and a half hours during my week that right. i could be doing something else right yeah. so yeah. It's yeah. Like you don't get paid to go grocery shopping but yeah, grocery pay shopping. someone else to yeah. do it but <laughs> um well we're getting right to the end here we'll kind of wrap it up i the last thing i wanted to ask you guys is is um moving forward because i mean you guys are both mover shaker type you know with what you're doing um you've got i mean obviously josh you're like said you're i love the building the empire you you've got so much stuff ahead of you right now in the kind of short run what is the thing that you think you're um what do you think is going to happen to change the most for you in your business right now like you're doing a lot of things like said te- is it technology is it uh you know are you are you focused on growing it more to more more humans is there more employees and if you know, what is your focus here in the next six months to kind of grow the business that you're working on and I, and I think I've said it a couple of times, this, uh, this chat with you guys, but times have changed a lot. And, and I think what I, 
um, see for myself and, and other businesses that I look up to is, is adapting and changing. I mean, we literally just two seconds ago, we're talking about sales processes and things like that. It's like the, the world has changed. Labor has changed. Inflation has thrown a lot of um, curveballs at, at all of our industries and all of mm-hmm. our businesses. And um, I think the businesses that are going to come out on top are the, the businesses that are going to embrace change. And um, rather it's young people or um, technology or whatever. I, I think for the um, people that are set in their ways and are going to just sit there and bitch about everything, I, I think world's going to pass them by. And I think that the businesses that are going to embrace change and roll up their sleeves and, and get dirty and say, okay, things are different than they were three years ago. How are, how are we going to capitalize on this? Um, you know, I, I know we were talking last night, I'm, I'm kind of rebranding and, and moving my business in a little bit of a direction um, currently. And it's, it's simply because things are changing, you know, mm-hmm. so um, that's something I'm passionate about. And I think that comes back to the, the education, um, to the networking, once again, stuff that we're all talking about in this conversation. But, um, you know, curveballs are coming at us and, and uh, how, how are we going to respond? And, and so that, you know, and I think that's what's important to me. And, um, and, and I'm never going to quit learning if, if I can take mm-hmm. away something from this conversation, if I can take away something in a conversation tomorrow or the next week or the week after that, um, I, I'm a sponge and, and I want to soak it all and I want to learn as much as I can every day. Mm-hmm. So what do you got on your entrepreneur schedule? You think it's going to be your focus here the next or off or even through the association or whatever? What do you think is kind of a focus for you in the next six months? I mean, association wise, I think our um, our local associations about to explode with membership um, because now we're offering the health insurance yep, yep, and agreed. then also with us getting that YP program. So I think we're going to see a big change there. Um, we've got big plans for 2024. You, know, you guys know Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just for me, I'm taking this year to learn the ins and outs a little bit more deeper coming in to be president in 2025. So there's going to be a lot of work there. Um, on a, on a business level, um, I mentioned it briefly in the, in the podcast last two years, I was the sales director for the company. I just recently took over the marketing and product planning. And so I'm, I'm pivoting my role, changing my role. And so for me, it's just diving in head first, learning all the ins and outs of the marketing, where we're at currently, where we can be better, um, researching the different, you know, techniques, um, and, and ways to better market our company. Um, and then with product planning, I mean, products change every single day. The market changes. The need for different products change. The price points change. And so it's just being one step ahead of that in our market and being the best in our market for products and customer service. Um, that's what, you know, our ownership, they're all they're all young and, and they want to be the best of the best and they want to keep growing and, and they have big dreams and, and I want to support them in that. So I'm excited to see where we go, where we're at a year from now. Um, but I, I like change. I'm not, I'm not afraid of change. I like, you know, I'm, I, I take construct, constructive criticism and Hey, what if we did it this way? And I like to listen to other people's ideas. Um, and then just, and then just, I'm a doer. So just let me do my thing and, and we'll see the change come. So I'm excited for it. Um, our industry is always changing. You guys know that. Um, this next year is going to be, you know, election year, which we don't need to go into that on this podcast, but it's an election year. So that always changes, you know, the, 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 um, the clients too, right? You know, sometimes during election years, people are afraid of, of spending money. And so it's like, how can I market our company so that we capture, um, you know, the clientele? So uh, yeah, it's, I'm excited for it. I'm four days off. I'm actually kind of ready to get back to work tomorrow. <laughs> I know that's weird for some people, but with Josh and I, when we have our days off, when it's an extended weekend, we kind of go back to work on Monday, super refreshed. And we're just like ready to hit the, hit the ground running. So 
Yeah, that's because you check out. You guys are good at checking yeah. out. Well, that's yeah. what you do. What's your? I'm, you don't get out of this just because. Oh, I don't. Oh, no. really? Yeah. I have to answer it too. Well, yeah. I'm constantly. I'm. I'm a numbers person, which mm-hmm. Trevor says all the time. Um, so I. I reconcile my accounts. I look at everything on a weekly basis, not monthly, not quarterly. Like it's a weekly thing. So I'm constantly measuring everything. Like, uh, I get after him for like we don't use cash because I can't track cash yep. when it's business yep. and so like I'm, I'm always looking at going okay we did this this you know this month uh this is what we did last year this month this is where we are what did we do different like I'm constantly looking at all of those things and how we can be better how mm-hmm. how we can um uh incre- you know improve the culture of our company what can we do better for our employees what can we do better um for 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 us as business owners what's working what's not working what did we tweak so there's so many things that go into it, mm-hmm. which yeah. is part of why I can't sleep at night. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it also is one of those things that I love about business because I'm never I'm never bored. So I'm I'm just constantly measuring all of that and looking at you know how how can we improve? If you can't track it, if you can't measure it, you can't improve upon it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly doing that, and then we have our meetings, which are you know we don't do on Sundays. We usually typically do it on you know Monday morning, which Sometimes doesn't happen because Monday morning is Monday morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. like, like okay, I need to I need to switch that. Sometimes it's just in the car because yeah, we have be. two hour drive somewhere. Yeah. It's usually our business meetings or in the hot tub at night. It's yeah, the it's, other. But I I'm wanting to get away from that, so I do like I th- I think I might take the the walk on Sundays and and instill that from your guys's routine and and see how we can just step up our game a little bit more. I like that. Okay. All I'm, right. Now, I'm, now you. Yep, I'm not. I'm not dodging it either. Um, <laughs> We're out of time. I, I, yeah, and that's the end of the episode. Thank you, you everybody for lot, listening. So. Yeah. <laughs> Tune into part two, where I'll give my answer for an hour. Yeah. Uh, no, simply, um, you know, we've we've definitely gone. I feel like I've gone backwards this last year. If I'm really being true to myself and and uh, being honest with myself, I feel like I've done. I've made steps backwards in this last year. Um, we've just been too busy and I've got to a point where I've been too involved in the business. And, um, Josh and I talked earlier, kind of that, like, if you look at like that ladder of scaling and you're trying to scale your business and you're climbing a ladder, every time you step back and have to go physically do something that should have been done by an employee, I feel like that's someone grabbing my leg and pulling me back down the ladder towards that scaling that I want to do to build the empire. Like I'm, I, I feel like I'm several rungs further down the ladder from building the empire than I, I should be this year. So, um, moving forward, we, you know, we've, we're at kind of a pivot point in the business where we, you know, things have slowed down a little bit to a point where I can get my head above water and breathe a little bit. And now I've seen that I need to be in the, in the office building. So, so my, my, you know, idea for the next few months definitely is, is to grow the business from what I do best, which is the networking sales marketing side of it, where I need to be doing less of the climbing on a ladder, holding on to the end of a pump truck, you know, running equipment, doing the things that I should be paying someone to do that I, I have that made a very bad uh, move backwards to doing it all myself this last year, which was kind of, I mean, in some ways when I, you know, I walked away from a, a territory management position where I was on the road every week and doing sales and, and growing businesses for other people. And I came back here thinking that I was going to kind of do the same thing here, which was the plan. But what 
I got pulled more into the actual physical labor side of the stuff, which at first I was like, oh, this is kind of cool to go back to. It's kind of like driving the equipment again. Look at me up on the ladder. And then pretty soon I'm like, what the fuck am I doing on a ladder at 49 years old? Yeah. So it, that's where we're trying to get to. So I think that's maybe my, my focus right now is to get back to building my empire and not um, trying to physically build my empire <laughs> i need to find i need to find the people to help me build the empire i need to quit trying to build the empire myself because it's not going to happen so bit, bit business is hard if, if it was easy everybody would do it so, <laughs> so I, I, I don't think you gotta battle. you know want to rough yourself up it's like we all um we we never make it in business and i think that's something that's but that's been really a passion for me as i've talked to business owners that do 50 million dollars a year and they, they say you never feel like you reached success you know there's always something else that you can be working on i should have made a hundred million exactly so you know as my business has grown over the years i definitely don't look myself in the mirror and Man, you are a badass it's like, <laughs> hell no i i got shit that keeps me up at night and I, I i always there's always that next step you know yeah. so that's that's i think that's what keeps all of us hungry no, it's been great, and I, I appreciate you guys being here. I think uh, we just recorded one of our top podcasts of all time. Um, honestly, it was really, really good, and, and uh, I'm glad you guys let me throw you into this uh, last second me. before you leave. It's It's been great I'll getting to hang. Voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just give you a card. So with technology, you can just, just bill me as yeah. you go, you know. Um, yeah, it's been great uh, getting to spend the weekend with you guys and, and really get some one-on-one -on -one time with you and get to learn. I think you, I mean, we can't say it enough, you know, surround yourself with good people, surround you, you know, you bring yourself up. I definitely feel hanging out with you guys this weekend. I was not the smartest guy in the room, which I'm pretty used to living with Heather, but um, I, I, I gained a lot just, uh, just getting to talk with you guys this weekend. I appreciate that. And then I obviously appreciate you being on the podcast. I think it uh, went really well and I think everybody's going to love it. And, um, and sorry, yeah. we still miss you, Jody. Yeah, yeah, I sorry. Kind of I mean, as a super fan, Jody, yeah, you, you know, I, we'll have to do another one. There's a little say, mystery yeah, still. We'll there's one. a little mystery still. You haven't got the, to do a Right, yeah, yeah so, so we'll, we'll definitely yeah. have to do another one. Uh, this was just a just a warm-up. but uh, coming. Yeah, sorry, Jode. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we missed you, but uh, not really. We kind of got by pretty good without you, so... <laughs> We'll we didn't get the sound effects. Yeah, I wasn't on the board as well as Jody to do the cool clapping and sound effects and stuff. But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you guys back again. This was a great podcast. I, I think it. maybe Absolutely. we'll do is we'll bring everything up to Spokane when we come up and visit you guys, and cool. I'll just bring the come board mics with us, and we'll do something uh, remote do in Spokane. Let's so. do it. Cool. Anything. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Um, obviously, you guys can check us out at uh, at Havoc Partners on social media, um, and uh, give us a. Give us a shout. Give us any kind of comments or questions you have. Uh, and uh, we'd love to do, get some episode ideas. It's been a little quiet on the comments lately, so I'd like to hear kind of what people want us to do. But uh, look forward to the next one, and we'll see you guys soon.